and welcome back to the video pod. Oh, wait, wait, no, that's not right. I know, I had like a whole thing ready. Hang on. <laughs> Let's try that again. <laughs> good stuff, good stuff. Hello and welcome to Tomorrow Gason, or How I Ripped Off the Buffy the Vampire Slayer, which is the actual title of the thing. Uh, the only video podcast in the world that goes through a comic book slash series that I wrote as a 14 year old um, about how great it would be if me and my friend here, MC. Hi! We're crime-fighting supernatural ninjas, um, and it's uh, you know it's pretty bad. I'm not gonna lie. Um, it's not it's not the, uh, the thing I'm proud of the most that I've ever written. Um, but uh, yeah, because mostly I stole all my ideas from all the Joss Whedon shows that I watched as a kid. So here we are, final yeah. episode. It's the season finale. Yes, that of too. Season one. And I am very excited. Um, I can't actually remember what happened in the last one. Oh my god, it ended on... Oh, you don't remember the cliffhanger from episode oh, 9? Oh, I do remember the cliffhanger now. Yeah, how could they, I forget they... the cliffhanger from episode 9? <laughs> Where they went searching for the prophecies, <laughs> and uh, they came across one that prophesied, or prophesied, <coughs> I guess, uh, that one of the ninjas would <laughs> die. Either Chip or MC would die. And then I'd Although, spot it immediately. didn't call them by name. Yep. Yeah, and uh, the episode ended with uh, Lee, one of mm. the uh, antagonists, uh, one of the other ninjas of the Ku Claw, the mighty Ku Claw, um, turning up uh, looking like a bit of a bum, I do believe. Mm. And um, mm. which racial stereotype is he? He is Korean, that and is it. Uh, yeah, you get to do your soft Korean accent, which is which is just lovely and not offensive at all. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> so let's get into the season finale of season one of Tomorrow Gason. It's episode ten, Battle for the Ages. And it starts off with a handy recap of the last few lines from episode 9, which is, The four stood inside the large hall of the mansion. Louise and Jay quickly joined them. We have a decisive and hard battle ahead of us, stated Shinno Khan. One we may not all survive. As MC and Chip dried themselves off with (laughs) towels provided by Louise, because she's the woman and has to do these things, (laughs) she knows where the airing cupboard is, none of us (laughs) men do. They both glared at Lee as he spoke to Shinno Khan. Their former fellow ninja looked a shadow of his old self. His eyes were covered by thick black marks, which made him look like he hadn't slept in a year. But what? I, wait, do I, do I mean bags? Has he not slept or has he been like working down a coal mine or something? <laughs> also a year as well. Normally it's like he hasn't slept in a, a week, but you're, no, go big or go home. <laughs> He's dead. Yeah. <laughs> Lee was still wearing the clothes from the last time he'd been at the mansion, and they needed a good wash. Luckily, Louise was there. <laughs> I know where the uh, washing facilities are, Lee. Come with me. <laughs> Weeks worth of stubble covered his chin and lower face. He looked old, so he hasn't slept in a year, but he's only got a couple of weeks worth of stubble on his face. I mean, his grooming standards, they've only gone down recently. It was only after, you know, 360 days of, of constant <laughs> sleep deprivation that he thinks, maybe I'll just skip shaving for a bit. <laughs> maybe Louis shaved him while he was sleeping. <laughs> also, what's the difference between a chin and a lower face? I guess the lower face is the whole region, whereas chin is more specific. So he's got like a goatee and a neck beard, is that what he's got? But he's like clean shaven above that. <laughs> it's a new look he's trying out. It's uh, it's not the best look, but you know, he hasn't slept for a year, so his judgment isn't the best. <laughs> Bloody hipsters. Mm-hmm. MC couldn't believe that Shinno Khan could be so forgiving, especially a second time. Lee had been responsible for their master's death, as seen in episode one, mm-hmm. and yet he still could be given, given the time of day. He can still tell the time, even though he hasn't slept for a year. <laughs> 
Chip held an ice pack over his head. The cut he'd suffered at the hands of MC was beginning to heal. Oh yeah, Chip and MC had a punch oh, up, yeah, didn't they? Oh yeah, we did. Oh my god. But the dried blood was starting to stick in his gelled hand? Geld hair? So, I'm pretty sure you meant gelled. But in this case, mm-hmm. geld is like... I think it's to castrate an animal. <laughs> so, like, I guess it's all the dried blood is from Chip just running around castrating animals. Uh, you know, the blood squirting everywhere, gets in his hair. <laughs> That's a whole new subplot that we haven't even begun to explore yet. I mean, there were hints to, like, Chip's darkness. Is this the start of him becoming, like, a serial killer or something? <laughs> it just... Fad, uh, the, the serial animal castrator... That's, that's worse than serial killer, I think. If you just sort of like a farmer goes out in the field in the morning just to find a bunch of seven horse cocks <laughs> all over his fucking front garden. Now there's a Netflix documentary series I've watched. <laughs> Chip held an ice bag over his head. The cut he'd suffered at the hands of MC was beginning to heal, but the dried blood was starting to stick in his geld hair. He'd wanted to finish things out in the rain, but Shinno Khan and Lee had interrupted his cry for help. They wouldn't get the chance to next time. Ooh. Blimey. It's not to 60 there from like... Yeah. Oh, yeah, going to shove MC around and then it's like, no, I'm going to kill him. Yeah, and uh, after I've severed all these animal penises, I, yeah. have, which is his cry for help, apparently. Yeah, that is but still the already, most disturbing part. So. Yeah, yeah, and he's already planning his next attack. Mm. Oh, my God. Wow, was there always goat's blood needed in satanic rituals? He wondered. It always made a loud miss. <laughs> I haven't done my Jack accent in a while, so... Uh, almost Forrest Gump, like... <laughs> and really, he needs Chip to help him with the goat's blood, because uh, he oh, knows well, Chip knows a really good way of getting blood out of a goat. <laughs> Up on the ninth floor of the genetics offices, which we haven't been to in a little while, actually, mm. Jack's preparations were near completion. The crowd of zombies and vampires were edging ever closer to the altar, where the slaughters had taken place. Already the bloodthirsty audience had witnessed an eagle's death, the bones of a baby crushed down to a fine powder, a teenage goth girl sacrifice, <laughs> and then, of course, there was the goat. Oh, of course, the, you, know, the, 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 you look at the spell book, it's like, you must sacrifice a noble eagle, uh, innocent baby, a goat, because it's tradition, and a teenage goth girl. Because um, yeah, maybe there's more of a virgin's blood element to that, or maybe I, d- I thought God put out. I thought that was hmm, maybe know. depends how much of a teenager she is, really. Yeah, true. Yeah. Either way, I like that. You know, he was just like in a Sainsbury's or something with his shopping <laughs> list of like, I need an eagle, I need a baby, I need a goth <laughs> and a goat, all on one aisle. Um, there's only an emo. Will that do? <laughs> Mix this in with lots of Latin and various other lost languages chants, and it all made a very long ritual, because he's been doing it for like four episodes, because we haven't seen him in a while. Mm. But now, only two things remained. A zombie's brains and the dust of a vampire. Despite being very loyal to Jack's cause, neither member of each respective undead group wanted to die, so they had to choose methods of deciding. The zombies went for the classic short straw cliche, they always had a love for the old ones. (laughs) What? What? <laughs> oh, they love the classics of zombies. I like the way I've made zombies and vampires some sort of like cultural uh, group or some sort of minority group that uh, now Jack is sacrificing. I, I guess these are intelligent zombies then. 
I, I guess so. Uh, wasn't there like an army of superpowered zombies at some point? Maybe it's those? Oh, uh, yeah, maybe. Maybe. The vampires held a lottery-like draw. Each vampire drew a number, and Jack picked a number between 1 and 30. He chose 2, and the vampire with that number keenly stepped forward. Why, why keenly? It's like, oh, I get to die. Brilliant. <laughs> maybe he thought they were playing bingo or something? Oh, or had a His name was Gavin, and he had been a creature of the night for 103 years. Hey, Gav. <laughs> He'd survived many battles before and was always up for a fight. However, his arrogance and cockiness has cost him dearly in a fight with a slayer about a decade ago. You're just ago. fucking blatantly ripping it off. There's not even a pretense here. <laughs> hey, hey, I don't say Buffy by name. It could be any slayer in any generation to which it was born. <laughs> and there's or it's pl- possible I've just said it in the same universe as all the Whedon shows. You, you could have just called them, like, vampire killer. Just made, like... <laughs> An effort. Yeah, yeah. No, it's. I no. think it's actually in the Buffy universe. Oh, okay, I think it's actually. Does this make it fan fiction now? Oh god. <laughs> but not slash fiction. So ashamed. Oh, oh no. <laughs> if it was slash fiction, that would have saved it. But no, this is just. Yeah. Uh, wait till Angel turns up, and then it'll be slash. <laughs> Gavin had lost three fingers on his right hand. Since then, he'd entered any cult or army that threatened to destroy the world. <laughs> <laughs> He's a little pissed off about losing his... I guess he can't play PlayStation anymore, so... True. It was like, just, you know, he goes out to join an army. It's like, so what are you about? Oh, yeah, we're, like, you know, protecting the weak and in, invading Middle Eastern countries. You can destroy the world? Not, not intentionally. <laughs> he also loves a raffle. The zombie and Gavin stepped up to the altar and prepared for the inevitable death. Jack raised a ceremonial dagger that all good uh, rituals have mm-hmm. and sliced through the zombie's scalp. Its brain leaked out over the altar, and that left one more piece of business to take care of. Jack picked up the blessed steak and smiled. <laughs> Would he take like a steak to like a priest or something? He's like, uh, excuse me, mate. Uh, can you just bless this? Yeah, it's just lots of vampires recently. So, <laughs> to be fair, in Tokyo, the priest probably would be like, yeah, fair enough. Yeah, here we go. <laughs> the darkness will remember you when it rises, he said to Gavin. Just do it, Moonfall! <laughs> replied the vampire. <laughs> Excellent impression. Thank you, thank you. I think we should point out that Gav actually uh, listens to the podcast, so yeah. he'll be very happy with my impression of him. <laughs> Jack didn't hesitate. The sharp end of the wooden... The sharp end of the wooden pierced Gavin's heart, and he burst into dust. Nice cameo there, Gav. Well done. As soon as the first speck hit the altar, a brilliant light shone out of it and snaked around Jack's body, smothering him. Here we go. Oh, now he shouts, saying, I'll do that again. Here we go! <laughs> he shouted as the light turned black and grew. I like to think he's doing it, not uh, more of a sort of chant, like, here we go, here we go, here we go. <laughs> Nah, he's American. He doesn't understand true, football charts. <laughs> but um, ooh, Jack, doing who's disappeared for a while, and is suddenly back performing a very specific ritual. Yeah, eagles, teenage goth girls, baby bone powder, <laughs> zombie brains, and vampire dust. Yeah. Also, a blessed steak. So Jack is going to be asked Jay invincible. Confirmed, Shinokan. Apparently, Lee had returned to them because he had learned of Jack's plan to perform a dark spell that would grant him the gift of strength, speed, and immortality. It would also double the size of his army, which would bring it into the hundreds. It's a very uh, handy spell. I mean, 
when you say like doubling the size of his armies, hundreds. That's not many. Like I know. But then th- there's only two ninjas. So true. True. So it's still you know it's a fair amount. I'm sure they'll just wipe them out in an instant anyway. <laughs> but also he's going to be immortal. So does he really need an army? It's true. I guess it, it's quicker. For yeah. he wants to destroy the world, right? Do we know? I don't know if we know. Well, I mean, Gavin... <laughs> there were some hints to his backstory, wasn't there? Gavin said he'd joined any army or cult True. that threatened to destroy the world, so presumably... And all good villains and antagonists want to destroy the world, ultimately. Exactly, they? exactly. I never quite yeah. understood why. Because they're evil, MC! <laughs> True, sorry. <laughs> How can we trust you? Chip's question was directed at Lee, who had still not spoken to anyone apart from Shin no Khan. It was MC who answered. He's come to us with information before. Yeah, look how that turned out. It was a bitter reply from Chip. It does not matter, said Shinno Khan. I have foreseen what Jack is doing. He is using the spell of Lock Law to gain power, and then he is coming with his army to destroy us. <laughs> Just thinking of Gilderoy Lockhart from Harry Potter now. Because <laughs> this is Buffy... Harry Potter crossover fanfiction where Gilderoy Lockhart is evil. Ah, uh, finally, the team up we all wanted. <laughs> then what are we going to do? asked Louise. She'd been quiet for a long time, not wanting to intrude on Shinno Khan's speech, but she felt she had to speak up. Like a good woman, you know, not interrupting <laughs> men. They're talking about important things, and then she's like, What do you want for dinner, guys? Because I'm some cooking. Some sugar or some low fat butter? <laughs> no, that's for her. Oh, right, okay. The men have steak exactly. and meat. Exactly. We could run, said Jay. Head for another country. We could even go back to England. No, replied Shinno Khan. No matter where we'd run, we would still be found. MC looked toward Chip. What do you reckon? How the hell am I supposed to know? I don't know, Chip. Why don't you do something you don't usually do and use your head? I don't like it when we even fake our characters based on right. us. I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> Shinnokan had enough. He berated his ninjas for their attitude in the past few weeks. If we are to survive and save mankind, then we must be together. We must be as one. What's the point? Chip erupted. Oh, that wasn't very erupting, was it? Should I do it again? It, it not vocally, just, you know, his dick. <laughs> you wish. What's the point? Chip erupted. If what you say is true, then we won't be able to stop Jack. Think about it. The prophecy, spelled correctly, said <laughs> one ninja will die. And if he's going to be invincible and he's coming for us, then maybe, just maybe, that is little more than a coincidence. Shinokan was taken back. I don't think I've learned how to say taken aback because that's happened quite a few times <laughs> in, uh, in season one. Shinokan was taken back, as was everyone else. This wasn't the chip of old, the chip who would have given his life for his friends. There is a way. The small croaky voice came from Lee. There is a way to stop it. It's my attempt at... And I, I, I've only got one good racist Asian <laughs> voice in me. Only... <laughs> Power. Was there anything sweeter? Maybe sugar. <laughs> if you're not running out of it. <laughs> it flowed through Jack's veins like blood. <laughs> That's what blood does. <laughs> <laughs> He could feel the swell of his muscles and the strength in his heart. He slashed the air with his sword. It made a satisfying whoosh sound as it glided through the air at incredible speed. Just after he'd found out about the ritual, 
he had started to wait the ritual that he was putting. Wait, I guess this oh, talking about oh, in the as past. in when he discovered the ritual. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. Just after he'd found out about the ritual, he'd started to put together an army. He'd managed to bribe, brainwash, and use fear to bring in some of the strongest and most insane zombies and vampires. <laughs> Never want to meet an insane zombie. <laughs> He'd started off with around 30 vampires and 15 zombies. His army's final number stood at 147. I thought the spell was meant to double his army. Yeah. That's really bad maths. And it gets him into... No, I think this is before... Oh, of course he started with 30 vampires. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's like a maths equation in like a child's book. (laughs) If evil uh, ninja has 30 vampires and 15 zombies and he performs an evil ancient ritual using eagles, baby bone powder and teenage goth girls, how many um, big will his army be at the end? 147, obviously. I also like how specific you are with a number. It's like when you're telling the time. It's not around 150. It's like 147 exactly. I've named them all. They all have yeah, backstories. I hope that when we start fighting them and killing them, we, I start chalking them off. And there was only 142 zombies and vampires <laughs> left. Plenty of distractions until I kill MC Chip and their little gang, thought Jack. A vampire knocked on the door of Jack's office. Very polite vampires. Mm. He walked in and told Jack that everyone was armed and ready. Excellent, said Jack in a true Mr. Burns style. (laughs) Remember the girl and the rich kid are yours. No one kills the ninjas but me. Even Jack just thinks of Jay as rich. (laughs) Remember the girl. And the just the girl. And the rich kid who likes Slipknot are yours. (laughs) And the woman who bakes and uh, just gets the towels out of the laundry cupboard. (laughs) It may have been a breakthrough, thought Louise. But upon hearing what Lee had to say, it looked as bleak as ever. MC wanted to make sure he understood. So, you're telling me that the only way to stop Jack is to completely destroy his army of well over 100. 147, to be <laughs> Yeah, whatever. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Just giving up on it. Yeah, pretty enough. much. <laughs> Lee's voice was still rough, which is why he didn't sound Korean or Chinese or anything at the moment. It's that year of sleep deprivation. (laughs) Well, that's just fantastic, said Chip. So all we've got to do is hold our own against a swarm of the undead and hope that Jack doesn't catch up with us. That's exactly what we are going to do. (laughs) Jin Khan knew Chip was being sarcastic, but it was the only way. Yes, they could run. They could try to hide on the opposite side of the globe. It would not make a difference. Jack would stop at nothing until they were all dead. That included Lee. We will make our stand here, continued Shinnakan. It is a small space, and we may be able to hold the army at bay until it's time. Time for what? asked Jay. Time to die, said Chip. Maybe not. I have a plan, MC said, rising out of his chair. How much dynamite and gunpowder have you got? (laughs) Jay asked the store clerk. Is he just in a corner shop or something? So this is a pet shop. <laughs> when I'm rich, I can get anything. <laughs> Him and Chip were led into a back room of a small arms shop and were amazed to see every kind of weapon ever made by man. It's a big back. <laughs> the shop's really small at the front and it opens up and it's like a massive Costco-sized building at the back. <laughs> it's like it's in, in Japan, which is like the most anti-gun country <laughs> in the world. As well as every type of explosive, the very stuff they'd come for. 
Back in the mansion, an MC was going over the final details of his plan with Shinna Khan and Lee. And after you've done that, I want you to take Louise and Jay and get them somewhere safe. Lee nodded in agreement. Louise overheard and walked over to MC. No way, she said. What do you mean? Asked MC. I'm going to be right here, fighting with you guys. And bringing you fresh towels. <laughs> Strangely, MC wasn't surprised. He always knew Louise had a strong heart and that she wouldn't be easily convinced to stay away from the battle. She'd been through so much, but had always come back strong. And MC admired her for that. He tried to speak, but she cut him off. I don't care what you're going to say. I know it's going to be rough, and I probably won't live to see what happened in Corrie, but one one thing I won't do is stand back and watch my friends die. Now give me a weapon so I can kill me some dead things. Uh, Let's just skip over the sexism, shall we? It's it's like uh, you tried to make her a strong female character, but you fell into that trap of that time of like, well, we'll get them to hit stuff and that'll be feminism. <laughs> MC smiled and handed her a sword. It wasn't as big as the one he had tucked away in his belt, but it was manageable for Louise and could certainly do some damage. Here you are, love. Here's a little sword. It's for girls. <laughs> it's pink. <laughs> There's a Hello Kitty little thing on the handle. I wonder what Jay will say when he gets back. Wondered MC. So... Lee's going to take me somewhere safe. Jay said as he unpacks the various amounts of dynamite and explosives. That's right. Replied MC. Well, me, Chip and Louise fight off the army that may very well kill us. You will be in a safe place after Lee completes his mission. Righto. Blimey, this is a bit heavy, MC. Can you take it for us? MC picked up the five kilogram bag of gunpowder and shook his head. He kept telling himself, At least one of us will live even though it didn't make him feel any better. This isn't Jay being a coward or anything. This is just Jay being like, you guys have been cunts to me (laughs) for like the past year, just using me for my money. Fuck you guys. I'm going somewhere safe. And right on, Jay, right on. Yeah, that is completely fair. We have been massive dicks to him. Chip and Lee finished loading the van they'd got on hire. Lee looked at Chip and then bowed his head. I am sorry. Lee's voice was still very quiet and not quite Korean still, and Chip struggled to hear him. (laughs) Pardon? I offered an apology. Not that it matters now. New voice. (laughs) Chip put his hand on Lee's shoulder and whispered, It's good that he can say that. Only if it was up to me, you'd be dead by now. So you're right, it didn't matter. Lee's head lowered even further. You are right to say that. But I promise I will not fail my fellow ninjas in my mission. Yes! Finally! (laughs) Whatever, man. Chip shut the back doors and walked inside. In the lobby area, Louise held her sword tightly. Shinna Khan told her to be more loose. He had been given intense ninja lessons in about an hour's time frame. She appreciated it, even if she did think it was a bit pointless at this stage. Louise swung the sword in a forward motion and then turned on her heel so she was facing in the other direction. Good. Said Shinno Khan. Very good. Just remember two things. One, decapitation is the best way to kill a zombie or a vampire. Two, don't always look for the kill. A faint wound may not end their existence, but it will certainly slow them down. Thanks. She was genuine with her gratitude. Pretty good advice, really. Mm. A few more hours passed, and still nothing. 
I'm surprised I don't actually have like the actual times. <laughs> like it was now seven minutes past midnight and still nothing had happened. MC Chip, Louise, Jay, and Shinno Khan waited in the living room. Lee was outside in the van. He was to get a signal before leaving. As soon as the attack started, Jay would exit the mansion via the back door and jump in the van with Lee. How much longer? Louise asked. MC was about to answer, but was cut off by the sound of the phone ringing from out in the lobby. Let the machine. Do you have a lobby? In a. I mean, they had. Is it where they have the coffee table? Yes. Does that count as a lobby area? I don't know. I think you just keep on adding bits to the mansion. True. Yeah, it evolves. Yeah. Let the machine get it. MC didn't want any distractions. All at once, the gang shouted, Jay! What? He asked innocently, Hello there. It's your old pal Jack here. That went a bit Jack Nicholson I love then. <laughs> I love how, just straight up, he was pretty villainous before, but now he's just fucking hamming it up like crazy. <laughs> oh, it gets worse. Jack swung around in his big, posh leather recliner inside <laughs> his office. He was sure MC and Chip must have been caught off guard by his phone call. He continued with the message. As you may have already gathered, I am on my way round to kill and destroy you all. Also, your very much already dead friend, Shinokan, <laughs> has most probably informed you of the whole invincibility thing. Of course, there is a way to stop me. You have to get rid of everyone in my army. Well, you like being the clever guys that you are. I'm sure you're prepared for that. So in conclusion, gentlemen, to completely fuck up your plans, I will be leaving one whole zombie back here at the genetics office that I'm now telling you about so you know. <laughs> Mafia types with big guns will safely guard him whilst being in a solid steel vault. <laughs> oh, and by the way, we're our, we're our way. <laughs> <laughs> See you soon. <laughs> oh, he's doing the classic fucking Bond villain thing. And now, because you're completely helpless, I will oh. tell you all about my plan. <laughs> to be fair, all the exhibition. Yeah, to be fair, Shinokan would have magically known it anyway if he That's hadn't true. said it. So he's just cutting out the middleman, really. And to be fair, even though he's told them their plan, he's like he's fairly certain it's a foolproof plan. Like. They've got to kill the entire army for some reason to make mm -hmm. him not invincible. Mm -hmm. And he's left that one zombie behind in a steel vault protected by dozens of mafia types with big guns. Jack put the receiver down and screwed up his script that he wrote beforehand. <laughs> he didn't want to forget anything. <laughs> like his foolproof plan that he was explaining. Do you think he got Chip to write it for him because Chip used to be a scriptwriter? Wisecracking scriptwriter. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> And that's where we're going to end part one of Battle for the Ages, the season finale of Tomorrow Gason. Ooh, well, that's not a bad cliffhanger to hang it on with Jack explaining his entire plan. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, I mean, so... Again, he's yeah. invincible, so he could leave his entire army, or just, like, send his army off on, on the entire other side of the world, just one yep. zombie in a steel vault, don't tell them where it is, or just don't tell them that this is happening. So when they've wiped out the army, they don't know why he's not invincible. But, like, it's part of his whole being villainous thing. There must be some sort True. of 
you know, the more evil you are, the more you want to gloat about it. Rule, yeah, he's I got guess. A grandstand and hot dog, hasn't he? Like, ha 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 ha! I am gloating over you because I have won, and there is absolutely no way that you'll beat me now. I'm a bit disappointed he wasn't stroking a cat while sitting in his big leather chair, <laughs> gloating about he, like, his plan. Swung around him. <laughs> yeah. I like that he wrote a script as well, so he could like monologue his uh, <laughs> evil plan. I oh, it feels a bit uneasy about talking on the phone sometimes, so you know he's got to pre-prepare, <laughs> especially to an answer phone as well. <laughs> Well, I'm really excited for the actual, actual part two of Battle for the Ages, which is the season finale for season one of Tomorrow Gaysen or How I Ripped Off Buffy the Vampire Slayer. I'm also excited. Like, <laughs> I was waiting for you to answer. 